Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is a crowd podcast. I was the first girl to walk into his gym. Every boxing fan loves to see that. There was like a gap in the market for someone like you. If you go and try and be someone you're not, you're going to get loved, yeah, but you're still going to get hated anyways. So you have an eye on the prize after boxing. Described before as a disruptor. Would you agree with that? You've got to be more like Katie Taylor. Let's get on with it. I'm George. He's Deck. Hello. It's the George Groves Boxing Club. Hello, Deck. Hi, George. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I am very, very good. I'm still on that post boxing high from the weekend what did, a fight did you watch it yeah i was there i was working without what me a, what a fight. yeah i know i was like can you get george in they said fucking no keep him away what a fight though we're talking about arta baturbia stopping anthony yard yard a great a tough boxer. great fighter yeah sometimes i feel like his his ability goes under the radar because mm. you know just it's maybe his style of fighting the way he carries himself the, the fights he's been in uh, up until this point and then what pronunciation are we going with for well, I go Beterbiev. Beterbiev? So I was working at the London 2012 Olympics on the news service covering the boxing. Right? All right. All so, right. Well, but I'm saying, sure you were. So now what we're in 2023, all I'm saying is I've been saying Beterbiev for 11 years now because those Olympics, he lost to Usyk actually before he got to the medals, famously in London. And I remember having to, obviously you have to do the interview and you do the bits and pieces, whatever. So I had to like nail names like Beterbiev. Usyk was easy. I'm trying to think of some other ones, but there was some difficult names to pronounce. But apparently it's Beterbiev. Or as you said in one of the pods, Berbatov, the, the, lang- <laughs> the languid Bulgarian striker. Anyway, so Anthony Yard though, he's gone to Russia and boxed Kovalev and then he's had... Paterbiev in London, like it's not much harder routes to the world title, but he's he hasn't quite got there. But he showed that he's made a certain stuff. And afterwards, Paterbiev said this guy will win a world title. It's just not his time now, but mm. he will. Yes. Um, but actually, it was a very interesting night at the at the boxing. A few things. First of all, I was sat next to Pucci, Louis Van Poch. Yes. Can you believe it? I was sat next to him. I'd never seen him at a fight before in my life. If it you stopped out, going off and doing work without me, we could have got this podcast. Yeah, we could have got him. No, so he, he was in, he was actually doing his referee. He'd going to become a referee and he was doing assessments and stuff. 
fucking sat next to Lewis Van Pochpucci, the uh, one of our award winners, which was nice. Also, an old an old mate of mine, one of the photographer, a real staple at ringside of, of British boxing in the last 20 years or so, Mark Robinson, Barley. He came up and said, love the pod, mate. I think you and George have done such a great job. And I was like, oh, thanks, mate. He went, yeah, you're much better at podcasts than you are at writing. I was like, Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. See you later. <laughs> and finally, two lads. They look like they've been shredding themselves. Silly. Yes. Two big strapping lads shouted at me over the over the barrier. George goes boxing club for life. But yeah, they look like real shredders. If what you're did listening. you do at that point? Did you turn back and say it should be called Dick Taylor yeah, yeah. Boxing Club? Yeah, I went come and join this new one. Me and Barley, me and P- Pucci <laughs> are doing a pod now. Oh, but yeah, no. so big shout out to those boys. Um, yeah. Keep shredding. Keep. They look like they've been shredding, shredding shredding the life out of it. Another pressing question. Go on. Do you reckon they're elite club members yet? Based on the fact that they were hollering over the barrier, I reckon they've got to be up there. They've got to be up there. Uh, And it wouldn't be hard for them because all they've got to do, Deck, is hit the follow button in their podcast app. These two lads look like the sort of fellas who wouldn't be pressing any follow buttons. They're doing whatever they do at the boxing. um, But I reckon after now, they they should press and everyone should press. People can get in touch by emailing us ggboxingclub at crowdnetwork.co.uk and on the socials. Has anyone emailed in? They have. Do you know who's been in touch? Lewis Cameraman, aka Lewis the Cameraman. Remember him? Yes. The the guy who's who's teaching the young people said, hi guys, listening to today's podcast, proper cheered me up here in a mention. Your podcast does really equip me with boxing insights to share with young people. Keep up the great work. Blessing, Lewis Cameraman. Yeah, and he spelled it Cameraman. Yeah, he actually did. Um, So I think that's all, all good now. We can officially call him that. I mean, I'm sure he's been called that for probably his whole life anyone else been in touch we did deck we had another email in from nick taylor oh nick the taylor he said hi george forward slash deck absolutely love the pod it's a breath of fresh air and very quickly become my favorite there are loads of other boxing pods out there but this one is one of the only ones which is a must listen each week p.s without jumping on the back of another listener's request last week I am. <laughs> if George does have any old t-shirts oh, or merch available, I'd love one. Here we go. Oh, so Nick, you give it, you give it the uh, the nice spiel at the start. He just wants a t-shirt. Yeah, I think for that, for for the audacity, you should send him the t-shirt. Cheers, Nick. Um, do you know who's been in touch? Who else been in touch? Oh, this is Nicky T, nineteen eighty-seven. Do you reckon this is fucking Nick Taylor again? I'm actually insulted. This might not be as serious as most other boxing pods. I'll stop there. Excuse me. We've covered some really serious stuff. Like, remember when you said Mike Tyson's got a nine-inch Gregory? Yes. How can you... That is serious. This is serious business. But Nikki T, 1987, goes on to say, but every episode is must-listen. Quickly become a firm favourite. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Nick. I mean, think we should probably get a guest in, though, don't you? Yes, I'd love to get a guest in. It's a big one this week. We well. got a really big one this week. We got one of the biggest names in female boxing right now, I'd say. Oh, really, yeah. A huge online presence, a world champion. <sighs> the guest is, of course, Ebony Bridges, the blonde bomber. The Ebony blonde Bridges. bomber is in the club. She's in the club. She's coming on. I want to know state of playing women's boxing, how she's managed to build such an impressive following. And uh, what it's like to be a world champion. Feels like this could be a long episode, though, George. There's lots to go out there. Well, we'll carve it up into two episodes, oh, I reckon. Okay, two parter. Should we get her in for part? Let's get her in. Let's get her in. Right today we have a current world champion in the club. The first female world champion in the club. Yeah. Bank. 
hailing all the way from Australia. But today traveling to us from Essex, of course, it is the Blonde Bomber, Ebony Bridges. Welcome, Ebony. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for joining the club. Oh, thanks, boys. This is so awesome. Like, I mean, you know, George Groves, like, I mean, I've just met you. Like, I've obviously watched your fights, so it's a privilege for me to be here. Um, I'm really excited to, um, you know, chat today and... You know? I mean, we've got an absolute shitload to get through. Yeah. We want to start, though, from the very beginning, your start in boxing. I had my first amateur fight two weeks before my 30th birthday. I started boxing really late, but I was always been a combat sports fan, boxing fan, pretty much my whole life. Also, I love kickboxing, all that stuff. I did martial arts since I was five, so I've always been in martial arts. Mm. I've always done some kind of form of, I suppose, fighting. Some people might not know this, but in Australia, actually, combat sports for women was illegal until 2008, which is not that long ago. Mm. So it wasn't, even though I liked combat sports and I wanted to fight, like I did karate, but that was not semi-contact. So you could still do karate, but I couldn't do like kickboxing, Muay Thai, boxing. So it was never like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like a, a, a fighter. It was never really like that. I just liked doing it. And then um, because I liked the fight so much, I started doing the ring girl you know, the card mm. girl stuff. And so I was like, well, I love the fights. At least I get like get paid to be ringside <laughs> to the fights. Like it's mad. You know, I loved it and um, did that all through my 20s and um, while I was doing bodybuilding. And then when I finished my bodybuilding, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, like, oh, you know what? I love bashing bitches. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I've always liked fighting, like, you know, in the street or whatever. Like I've always, always liked fighting. Um, a big fan of the sport. And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to get in there and have a fight. And I'd never actually watched an amateur fight before as a mature age woman matured you know um i kind of just knew the smart path of it like i'm like well i need experience i can't just I'm not dumb i'm not gonna just get in there and go turn pro and whatever and in australia like there was like a handful of girls did two years in the amateurs and i was like okay get this shit off my head and let me like hurt some people you know so pretty much that's where it come from and I had my pro debut beginning of 2019 exactly a year later to date i had my american debut and i fought in America and then COVID hit. So then I was all about 2020 as well. So my first two years of pro was really, and then I obviously, you know, built my brand and my name during 2020 and um, got a good fan base over here in the UK. And Eddie gave me a call beginning of 2021 as a kind of fill-in to fight um, Shannon Courtney, and here we are. That's kind of the rise of the Blonde Bomber, yeah. I suppose. <laughs> Dan Aziz, we had him on the pod, and yeah. he, he started boxing when he was at uni, so he was still like 18, 19, mm. and he said he felt old at that point. Yeah, of course. So yeah. 20, but did you feel like you were in a rush then? Because yeah, of, of course. That? You're like, like I, just need, I can't waste I was, any time. But because of that, I didn't fuck around. Yeah, yeah. Here I am. Do you know what I mean? If I thought I had time, I might not be as where I am as fast as I am. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But I grafted, man. I did everything possible to get where I am as fast as I could, because I'm like, I've got like a, I've got like only a couple of years left. Like, shit. Like, <laughs> You know, someone would be like a, a walking cane. <laughs> no, like, no, but like I was. And because of that, I was relentless. I was relentless with my promotion, relentless with my marketing to get my name out. I understand. Bo I'm a boxing fan. I know boxing is entertainment. Boxing is a business, you know, because I'm older, I suppose. I kind of understood all that as well. Sometimes, you know, you've got kids coming in at 18 and they don't understand. They just want to fight. Like, give me the money and fight. I'm like, no, it's like a business for me. So my first two years of my pros, I invested money, man. Each of my opponents, my first four opponents cost me four and a half grand. You know, like I didn't make a cent in my first few fights because I had to fly them over because Australia's in the middle of nowhere. So it takes <laughs> it take, costs a lot of money to fly them yeah. and their teams over, mm. paid for their accommodations, paid for their food allowances. Promoters in Australia, yeah, right, girls, women's boxing, they wouldn't do that. I had to pay for everything to get the fights, you know, but I just looked at it, no, every it's investment, investment. And then I would pay to go to Vegas for three days, 17-hour flight each way. 
to go to Vegas so I could get my face there, so I could get an interviews and fight hyper so people would know who I was because I wanted to build my name. And from doing that and spending that money, investing my time and money, you know, I got known in the in, in America, which then got me signed with an American manager, which then got me a fight in America, which just kept kept going. Do you know what I mean? But it was all this this idea of going into boxing, knowing what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a world champion, but I knew that there was absolutely no way that I would get those opportunities as a woman unknown in in Australia. How was you splitting your time at, at this period where you felt like you was in the, the brand awareness sort of phase between training in the gym, working hard in that respect, and then also just getting your name out there? Yeah, well, it was COVID, so I was blessed. It was a bit hard. We couldn't really do much. I mean, I was still teaching. You know, my, school was, my school only clo- uh, closed down for like, I think it was like five weeks of the term, but it was just, um, it was really weird how the dynamics was at school. So I wasn't really working. I think I was working like three or four days. I just, whenever I could, I'd try and do all the pods and like try and get everyone on, on the same day. So I was like always, like that was this, those days or a couple of days, you know, just time management, I suppose. And just not really. And because we weren't, there was no fighting because it was COVID. My training was like, it was all right, but I was all in my garage so I can train whenever I want and just like literally roll up in the garage instead of having to drive like 45 minutes to my gym. If the COVID didn't happen, then I don't think I would have had the time to sit down and do all of that kind of stuff and be on the social media all the time. Not, I wouldn't say wasting my time, but, you know, like using that time, like it's social media is like, you know, you don't want to sit on that all day. Like obviously it helped me definitely to build my brand and push my name out there to get known. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's not something you can do and be productive. You're now you're signed with a, an, an American manager and maybe the first fight in America might be a little bit more step up. Now yep. you're over in the UK and you're fighting, well, not long before you're fighting for a world title. So yeah. now the boxing does matter, the training does matter. No, definitely, yeah, yeah. Well, now obviously I've given up my life in Australia. I'm not teaching anymore and all I do is, is focus on my boxing, my training. And my marketing I still do. I think it's really important, but I just um, time manage that. So I don't touch my phone usually. Um, until after training, so after 12, 1 o'clock. Um, I don't even, when I'm in the gym, I don't even put anything up. Everyone's like, oh, you too much time on social media, you're not even training. Because um, they don't see any training videos because I'm like, when I go to the gym, I don't touch my phone. I'm not, okay, guys, I'm at the gym. Like, yeah, I'm going to just put that up and film myself because I'm just not like that. Like, when I go to the gym, that's my that's my business and I switch off and I don't touch my phone. Do you feel like your bodybuilding background helped you transition to boxing just because of the regimentation, the discipline required? Definitely. Yeah, Most it? definitely. Bodybuilding has made boxing easy, so to speak, because the discipline you need for bodybuilding is just a next level, and especially the level that I was at as well. Like, I don't even know how – when I look back, I think, how the hell did I live like that for, like, eight years, nine years? Like, it you was, was teaching at the time as well. I was in, no, see, I was teaching a little bit, but um, I was studying my – I was doing my degrees. So I did a double degree in a master's while I was doing my bodybuilding, and um, I was working in bars. I was working three jobs. I was working in bars. I was coaching bodybuilders, and I was doing tutoring, math tutoring. Yeah, the discipline you need for bodybuilding is it's next level for the dieting. I enjoy my dieting for boxing. You know, you see me on stage, upstage, I call it stage, on the scales. You know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, kill me. Like, I'm not like that. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, yeah, this is mad. Like, you know, I'm, I'm loving, I feel like I'm full of life because I cut weight properly and I, and I eat well and I'm very disciplined and it's not an issue for me, you know? And that's because definitely because of the bodybuilding because pretty much bodybuilding was four months of boiled chicken and broccoli and rice and like no cheat meals. I wouldn't even lick someone's sauce. Like I would, nothing, <sighs> you, you know what I mean? And I'd have to train like three, like cardio three hours a day. You know, I'd be crying in weight training. Like I'd be squatting like 130 kilos and drop setting and doing these, like, and you just, I'll be in tears. But I had that mindset that failure is not an option. Fatigue's not an option. Like all this kind of like hardcore stuff, which I think, holy shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like too much, too much pumping iron. <laughs> no, but it was, um, it was really intense. And I've actually had to wind it back in because I'm so intense and I'm so dedicated and so driven and so disciplined, especially with boxing when it gets hard, like, oh, if I'm hurt, 
it or if I'm tired, I keep pushing and pushing and pushing and then I get injuries and injuries and I overtrain and all that kind of stuff. So what I've come to as I've gotten a bit older now is like, actually, it's okay to have a break. In bodybuilding, I was like, too bad. Like, if you're tired, you get back on that treadmill and you keep walking and you keep, you know, like, so with the bodybuilding, I didn't like it. I didn't really like lifting weights. I hated it. I just like being on stage looking pretty and cute in my G-string and posing. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like that part of it, being ripped. But I hated the process, hated the dieting, hated the lifting weights. I did like showing off with all my leg training days. But other than that, like, it wasn't something I really mm. enjoyed, but it was something I had to do to get where I wanted to be, which was to be a champion in the sport. Katie Taylor obviously came along after Rio and sort of changed yep. everything for women's boxing in yeah. this country. But we had Ellie Scotney in and she said that COVID felt like a massive turning point for women's Definitely. boxing, but just because you got the exposure. Because when you came along, I feel like from a journalist perspective, there was like a gap in the market for someone like you. Yeah. Did you notice that Definitely. and cultivate it or did oh, it just no. happen? Oh, no, just naturally. No, yeah. I just was me. This is yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Like you're talking to me off the screen, like off, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. off the things. Like this is me, you know, I'm not... I just went out and just got on Twitter. I'd never used Twitter before. Mm. And I was spoke to, you know, um, Patrick Killian, guy that does the, yeah, art. the art. Yeah, So yeah. I met him at um, Fury Wilder 2 in Vegas. He said to me, because I said, obviously, I want to fight in the UK. Because I, I, I remember, that's what made me say I want to fight in the UK was being at that fight because of the British fans. They were everywhere. Yeah, it was mad that way. They were everywhere. And I was like, holy shit, I need these, these fans. <laughs> I want to fight in front of crowds like this. Because I've been to a lot of fights in America and it's just not the same atmosphere. And that was the first time I'd seen a Brit fight live and seen the fans. And I was like, holy shit, this is so different. Even though it's in Vegas, it's so different the atmosphere than like, you know, like any of the other fights that I'd been to there. And um, I was like, man, like I want to fight with this crowd. Not, not even thinking, oh, I want them to be my fans. I just wanted to walk out to that kind of atmosphere. You know, like even like Josh Warrington, obviously I'm a Leeds fan. I was like, I always looked at his walkouts. Like, wouldn't that be mad to be on that undercard, like to walk out to that? But now I'm walking out to my fans that are like that. I would never have expected that. But so because of that, I said, and I was talking to Patrick and I was like, he's like, you got to get on Twitter, man. I'm like, Twitter? No one uses because no one uses Twitter in, in Australia. It's not <laughs> really? very popular. No, it's not very popular. They do now <clears throat> a little bit. I was like, holy shit boxing twitter where have you been my whole life i can, like talk to people about boxing all day like because i'm a big boxing fan so i like chat about the fights and i put it up and i'll chuck it through a few of my weigh-ins up and I, that just got momentum and yeah it was just like engaging with all the people and the fans and i really enjoyed it because it was like talking about something that i love which is boxing what i found especially with the british market is with women is everyone's just looked at Katie Taylor. And I even got it when I first came on and said, you you got to be more like Katie Taylor. Like, that's who you should be. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm Ebony Bridges. But I also got a lot of stick and a lot of hate um, because it was like, how dare you mix, like, being sexy and, and boxing? Like, how dare you um, get on the scales like that? I'm like, okay, firstly, we all get on the scales in underwear. I just happened to have big bolt-ons and um, my underwear is nice. People didn't like the idea of it, like, because it was new. It was like, holy shit, like, you can't do something different. you got to be the same. Everyone's got to be like Katie Taylor. Everyone's got to be like how level they are. And I just found that when I looked at the British boxing, women's boxing, it was very institutionalised because they're all GB boxers and they're all being brought up a certain way and all media, this and that, and don't say this and you don't want to project that and da-da-da-da-da. I wasn't thinking like that. I'm like, this is me. If you like me, if you don't, if you like me mad, if you don't, fuck off. I don't care because I'm not going to change. You can't please everyone. If you go and try and be someone you're not, you're going to get loved, yeah, but you're still going to get hated anyways. So it's just like I've just pushed this, always pushed this message, just be you, be real. People like it or they don't and that's it. All I know is that I can fight. I've been proven two times. Now I'm, I'm world champion. I'm defending my title, like, you know, successfully. I'm only getting better and I'll keep proving them wrong. So you have an eye on the prize after boxing? 100%. You got to, I'm always, I'm gold. I'm everything's, when I started boxing, like I said to you, the first, from my first fight, I was like, I got to build brand because I, and that wasn't just always because I got to be known, it's because 
it's the big boxes that are known that have brands, not just them, but their name is a brand or a, or whatever that are able to make money after boxing with whatever appearances or with merch or whatever it may be. You know, you can build off that. Did you face any anyone within boxing? who might have been not keen on your approach. Oh, heaps of people. Because I kind of injected myself into the British scene and I'm Australian, so a lot of people, hold on, hold on a sec. It's like, how's this Aussie coming here getting more attention than us, getting more media than us, getting, you know, everyone knows who Ebony is, but no one knows who, like, what other girls are, you know what I mean? Um, and it was like I came in and kind of took over in a little bit. But, you know, you kind of see that in a, in a sense that, like, you always like foreigners anyways. Like, in Australia, if an American boxer comes over, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I definitely, you know, I had some big run-ins with, like, that Danny Flexon or whatever, you know, like, and there was a lot of other journos that, but then I have, like, good, like, guys like Gareth A. Davis, like, he knew exactly. He's smart. He's an old school journalist like he understands you know it's just a lot of the closed-minded people i think that weren't ready for the new wave or for the you know like we're in 2023 now but like guys like we're not stuck back then like it's it's we've got to transform and you know what like say for example the courtney fight it was all like oh she's bad and and even that last one bad for the sport disrespectful this and that why why because I've got why, nice why, underwear and, and, I, like, and, yeah. and I have big boobs. Sorry, well, you won't take my boobs out? I go, you're going to weight disadvantage. I've got two and a half pounds on my chest. They're useless <laughs> in the ring. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't be whinging about it. Like, you know, but no, seriously, like, it was all like, you know, everyone should be the same cookie cut, like like Katie Taylor, for example. Cause that, because Katie Taylor's the first woman to really, you know, get people interested. So then they, that's just how you got to be, right? That's just what people think. But that's only such a, that's, that's only really giving like a small amount of people that are like that to go that like she's a gold uh, gold medalist like, what happens if you're not a gold medalist what happens if you're not that style what happens if you're not like that quiet and shy and look like that what happens if you are a very feminine woman and you you haven't had like a gb background or a, you know like a usa boxing background but you can fight you know or what happens if you do look like barbie and you want to fight like it's kind of like you know giving little girls looking up to me going oh well i don't have to be a model i can fight you don't have to be masculine and box. And that's the message I'm trying to push as well because – and all the girls, like, now you see – I don't know if you've seen it, but I've seen it. Ever since I came on, and I'm, I'm not going to take full credit, but I am a bit of credit for the pioneer of just femininity because the girls are weighing in lingerie now. They are putting makeup on and weigh-ins. They are doing their hair nice because why not, you know? And I don't think it's because they're copying me. I think this now it's just acceptable because I took so many bullets for it to be acceptable. Like, why can't we look good, look good, feel good? Why should I get in the scales and play down my looks or not embrace my femininity because it's a male-dominated sport? It is a male-dominated sport and the, the fans of boxing are male, predominantly yeah. male, aren't exactly. they? Exactly. Because before, say, Katie Taylor, there was women's boxing, but mm. the standard... Was... And you'd never see it on a matchroom or show or you'd no. never yeah. see it on a Saturday night on TV, yeah. never. And it would be more provocative, wouldn't it? Like, And then once yeah. once Katie Taylor and mm. Nicola Adams mm. and it was like, no, we're tuning in to watch these guys fight because they're really good fighters. Yeah, yeah. You've come along and you're like old school but new, new school. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> so do you think there's like more pressure on you because you actually have to perform. Yeah. You have to be able to good, be a good fighter. Otherwise, yeah. it's like you do it's you do just the other. Gimmick, exactly, yeah, 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 yeah 100%. Um, yes, definitely yes, but because I know I can fight, I was like, you guys just wait. Like, you know, I, I don't need, like, I just, I just know I can fight. And like I said, I'm, um, I know my style is very fan friendly, you know, um, and that I have a style that's not like you. It is, like you said, like old school. Like, I, I feel like I do fight a lot like a Mexican naturally or like, you know, those kind of like just go to war, like, you know, you, you, you get awards, you know, like all this, this, this style, which is entertainment, you know, where a lot of the new girls coming up through that amateur, they got that amateur GB style, like in and out bouncing straight up and, you know, and especially that British style. You know, and it's great. Don't get me wrong. It's very skilled, but it's like obviously it's a different style. And then it's kind of really 
contradictory to my my looks. Who do you think your fans are then? Do you think they're people who tune into you because they like your looks or do you think they're boxing fans? I think it's both now. So I think originally, for example, my fight with Shannon, I obviously like built it up and we had that good rivalry and I I didn't crumble. So I could have, at the beginning when I first injected myself on the scene, I obviously got hate and, and I thought, fuck. Should I like? Does that stuff bother you? No, no, it doesn't. But I did think at first. I thought, what am I doing? Like, I question myself a little bit. Like, being me and just doing this. Should I like play it down a little bit? Like, like because people aren't liking it. And I thought, and I sat on it for a second. And I was like, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Because like I said, like if you don't like it, too bad, you know. And then I just knew, like I said, I knew I could fight. I know the fighter I am. I know how disciplined I am. I know how hard I work. You, you see my fights. Each fight I have, I, I improve exponentially. I've only been boxing, like boxing for a couple of years. You know what I mean? A few years. It's not that long. So I just wanted people to tune in. So with the Courtney fight, like obviously, like I thought once they, I'm going to get them to tune in because I'm going to, they're going to want to watch me because I got because I'm hot, right? I got these tits and like I'm like pretty and I'm loud mouth and I'm brash and everyone's like, God, can this girl actually fight? Like, so I had all these people that were fans of the Blonde Bomber and Ebony Bridges as a person, but they still didn't know if I could fight yet because I hadn't seen nothing because I fight in Australia and I didn't put stuff out. I could have put my old fights out, but I thought, no, nah, I don't need to, you know? Why? Why let them? Let's shock the world on a night, you know? And I knew, I just knew my style was fan friendly. My looks are fan friendly and personality and everything like that. So I just thought I just got to get as many people as I can to tune into this fight because once they see me fight, they're gonna see like and they're gonna enjoy women's boxing as well because they're gonna see that I can fi- that you can fight. And that fight, I knew Shannon was good, like good. And it was gonna be a good fight between both of us, anyways. So I just wanted people to tune in, and I think I definitely did that. Like we got so many people tuning in to that fight. Like I mean, male boxers never even watched boxing before, and they're like, I'm gonna tune in and watch that girl. Let's <laughs> see if she can fight. You know what I mean? Because you're curious. You're like, at first you're curious, like, can she actually fight? Like, let's see, like this, if this girl can actually fight. And you might not even be interested in boxing at all, but you kind of just want to see if she can fight or if I can fight. And so then they tune in. They say we can fight. They say we've got heart. We can fight with a blind eye. Do you know what I mean? And then like, holy shit! Like not only am I a fan of Ebony Bridges now, but women's boxing is actually pretty exciting. 100%. I feel like everything changed for you that night. Yeah, well, that, most it, definitely. Not, not just that you could fight, but I feel like boxing fans, or at least boxing fans that don't box themselves, what they want to see is Grit. someone do something they can't do. Mm. And what you did, the heart you showed in that fight, yeah. people were like, fucking hell, she's so tough. Tough, yeah, Like, exactly. forget everything else. <laughs> look mm. how tough she is. Like, she deserves to be there. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like it was a massive turn inside that fight, even in defeat. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, and you know, everything happens for a reason. I was very... Like, I don't say thankful for the injury, but in the way, like, I knew that I was going to show them that I could fight anyways, because I know how I fight, and I know it's exciting, and I know I'm strong as hell, and that's, everyone loves a strong boxer. Everyone likes it, one of the, someone that can crack, right? And, like, that's ferocious and, and, and like, a, an aggressive trying to kind of style. But with that happening, I was not only able to show that my skills and my, my strength and my tenacity, I was able to show the heart that I have, which not everyone gets to show that, because not everyone gets those kind of injuries to prove that they can push through, you know? And in every fight they'll go on from there, I mean, it constantly injured in fights but <laughs> yeah I, was, I keep winning though <laughs> but yeah it's just um i mean the people that don't believe in me now um or don't aren't fans now you know are the same people that don't believe in floyd mayweather and you know like you know and don't think that he's just a you know a cherry picker and he can't box and and whatever it may be you know like you're always gonna have the higher up you get and you would know higher up you get the more fans you get the more haters you get you know but i'm just stay true to myself always and keep grafting keep improving and um you know i'm really looking forward to the next few years now deck as a former fighter you can imagine i still like to keep an eye on the fight game i can imagine mate so do i george there's fights all across the world these days sometimes you just can't find anywhere to watch them if only there was a solution that meant we had access to the biggest and best fights whenever we wanted to watch them well deck there just might be oh 
With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a country showing, like you said, the biggest and best sporting events around the world. Not only that, but you can stream your favourite TV shows at the drop of a hat too. Surely to watch the best live sporting events and my favourite TV shows, that's going to cost me a fortune. Well, NordVPN actually helps save some money. Does it? Not to mention your protection against cybercrime. You change your virtual location, sign up for a subscription service via other countries and pay a cheaper rate just for the price of one small coffee a month. But what about if I want to throw in the towel at any time? It's not a problem, Nick, right? Because NordVPN provides you with a risk-free... Risk-free? Risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. That's my kind of guarantee. Yes, check out the link, nordvpn.com forward slash ggbc and get your subscription started today. Use that link and you'll receive huge discounts off NordVPN plan plus a bonus gift. Okay, that sounds like an unmissable deal, George, but I know you... I've you know, stitch me up in the past. Am I safe here? Because that could be the real knockout blow. <laughs> NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity deck. It is incredibly easy to use, right? Otherwise, obviously, I couldn't use it. And with just one click, you're protected. You don't have to be a tech whiz. And with your NordVPN account, you can have up to six devices protected. I haven't got six devices, but if I did, I'd be buzzing. By I that. mean, that's a Ronald Winky right yes. guard there. Yeah, that really Nothing's is. Nothing's getting through. So let me get this right. With NordVPN, I can watch live sporting events, the best in film and TV from countries around the world, all for the price of a measly little coffee a month, as well as being protected from hackers, malicious sites and pop-ups, which I hate. That is right. Nothing below the belt. Just make sure you use the link, nordvpn.com forward slash GGBC for that huge NordVPN plan discount plus a bonus gift. Talk about Saved by the Bell. You'll never have to miss anything ever again with NordVPN. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The fans that tune in for your 
for your looks, maybe, or your feminine. I can't say they come for the tits and they stay for the body. Don't say femininity. Femininity, right? Femininity. Don't say that word anyway. That one, that word. They come way off their fight and they go, she's got heart. She's got grit. You know, she's tough. Like every boxing fan loves to see that. But then, do they also want to see you with a swollen eye, clothes, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that? Did you did you get any feedback there? Like because I feel like old school male boxing Wouldn't fans. Wouldn't want to see a woman hurt. That's that's yeah. what they struggle with most, that and, was they, and then the shout. they're scared well, to yeah. say it out yeah. loud because yeah. they sound like well, too, you know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yes and no. Some people just say that. Like, I mean, I've talked some like other boxers, like male boxers, old old, old school boxers, and they're like, I just don't like women fighting because they just don't want to see women get hurt. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and I get that, and like. For example, Tibbs, I was the first girl to walk into his gym, you know what I mean? And train and like old school Jimmy Tibbs. Like I remember when I was there and my first camp he, at camp, he he's like sat there and um Mark looked at Jimmy and Jimmy's like my granddad. Like he's he's honestly, he's there, like he's so proud of me. He's always looking at me and giving me nod. He goes, Yeah, that was good, Eb. Like, and like he's always like, All right, and say bye, give him a hug. Love you, I love you too, Jimmy. Like, you know, like he it's, it's like family, like I and but he sometimes is still treats me like a girl. Like if we're sparring and stuff, like and it's get if I'm say I'm sparring someone that's a bit heavier, he's like, "You're right." I'm going, "Yeah, man, I'm good." Like you know, like he gets a bit. I think he's a bit. Um, he's more protective. 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 Definitely mm. more protective than I say the boys. You okay with that? No, I say to him like, "Mate, like I'm fucking fine. Like I'm good, you know." <laughs> but it's like, I'm like, "It's good, man." He goes, "Well, she's pretty big," and I'm like, "Yeah, that's all right. I'm, doesn't matter about the size of the dog in a fight. It's about the size of the fight in the dog, mate." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Um, but yeah, sorry. Um, Mark was like looked at Jimmy. And he looked at him and he sat there and he goes, Dad, who would ever think that we would have a girl in the gym, that mm. I would be training a woman? And Jimmy's looked at him and goes, I'd never thought I'd see the day. Because they're old school and like, old school gangster, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, I know Jimmy. You Jimmy know Jimmy. used to do my cuts for yeah. like- mm, Yeah. So, like, for him, them to have a woman in, and, and Jimmy always says, he goes, in out of all the, you know, training, he goes, you train harder than all the men. He goes, like, you know, you're, you're, these boys need to take a leaf out of your book, you know, and like Mark said, I'm the, you know, the most professional boxer he's ever trained. Sorry, boys. But because not just in the in the gym, you know, with my nutrition, with my with my business side, with just my, you know, just the intelligence in general, my my- my discipline and everything like that. Like I'm, there's no, I don't cut no corners in nothing. I do everything to a T and I put 100% into everything, you know, and um, he's not used to seeing that. But that also obviously comes from having a, that bodybuilding background and I'm in my 30s. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm mature. You got these kids coming in, you know, and they're still young. Like, you know, you started boxing when you were young. You think about when you're 19, 20, 21, you're not thinking about your discipline, your food, you're like whatever, you know. You don't realise until you're older about all that kind of stuff and really start Focusing on it, I think. I think a lot of men, old school boxers, are starting to turn um, and see, especially with the more women's boxing that we're getting. This is no word of lie. I don't mind admitting it because I will t- gladly admit it. I didn't even like women's boxing until 2020. Like, I, honestly, like, <laughs> even I showed you. up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, because do you know why? Because because the fights weren't even. Evenly matched, yeah. And they were shit. Not enough like, opponents. I'm like, who can I watch? I've always watched men's boxing. I love men's boxing. But, like, you know, of course I love some boxers like Lucia Araika. R- like, I, I, there's some girls that I, that I really liked, but it was still, like, I couldn't watch them and go, yeah, that's, that's that's like, I'm, I'm loving this fight because it's, even Katie Taylor's fights, like, lopsided. Do you know, not until now, the last few years where the, the other girls are coming up as well and everyone's kind of getting more even, you know, and Eddie Hearn did a brilliant job by promoting Katie Taylor, putting her on all the AJ undercards to get her seen because that's how you promote a fighter. You put them on the big cards, isn't it? Like if you want to get someone seen, you got to put them on those big cards and and that's what he did with Katie. And then obviously during COVID, smart move by Eddie, I was thinking, you know what? I can't sell tickets. So how am I going to save money? Oh, women's boxing is cheap as fuck. You know, they cost nothing and it's entertainment. So whether or not he was supporting women's boxing, obviously he was, but it was, let's be honest, 
he was saving a lot of money because men cost a lot more than women. Especially, especially equivalent so like a, oh, a world 100%. title fight. And and we're fucking entertaining, and we'll fight each other. We're not going to go. Nah, I don't want to fight that girl. You got to give me more money. We're like, this, please, just give us a fight and put <laughs> us on TV. Like we're desperate. Fight anyone because we're fucking desperate. Mm. We're not so much as match now. Like you know, like mate, we're up there now. Like the money that we we we, we get now because of you know, depending on who you are, obviously. But you know, um, we've our commercial value's gone up now. So now it's not that cheap, you know. Um, but definitely twenty twenty. Like oh wait, I can put a mad fight on for like ten grand or twenty grand. Like huh, don't need to sell tickets, but whatever. But the good thing about that was is we're being seen and we're getting those even matches, and everyone started saying, "Holy shit, women can fight!" And holy shit, like they go hard. Like we do go hard, and they fight anyone. You go to the men's boxing now; they're still like, oh, "I don't fight that person. I don't want to fight that person." You know, it's it's so frustrating. But we we still will fight anyone because this pool is still small, so we still don't really have that much choice. But we can definitely ask for more money now. Whatever reason it was that he did that, I do believe that he he does support women's boxing. I'm not having a crack at Eddie at all because he does, and he and he was the one that took the risk and said, "You know what?" And he's very smart and innovative. Go, you know, what? this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna use we're gonna use the women to just keep the entertainment and um, save myself some money. And boom, then whatever the word is, uh, effect, ripple effect to then other promoters, American promoters, everyone now. And firstly, the American promoters, and I know, they were like, oh, we better put a female card on because, like, you know, it's the thing, the right thing to do. But they weren't really backing women's boxing. You know, they still weren't really purely backing them. It was like, yeah, we'll just chuck it on there because, like, you know, it's 2021 and we better put a female fight on. You know, but you could just tell that, like, what's his name? Um, Bob Arum. Arum, He had one, Michaela Mayer. That's it. Like, do you know, because you got to get the token woman. You know, better put the token, you know, sign a token woman for, for the stable. Now he's signed another one, but it's not like he's embraced it like Eddie, obviously. But now that is, they're getting a bit more serious with it all and it's it's a really big movement now. I can definitely say that women's boxing and sport in general, but women's boxing is really being embraced now, not just because it's the right thing to do or not just because you should. You know, even the fans, like at first when we started fighting, everyone jumping on the wagon, but they were just saying it because everyone was saying it. But I truly believe now that we really do have the fans and because we are really putting on the shows and we are really being very exciting for for boxing and the sport. I've seen you described before as a disruptor. Would you agree with that? But I feel like you've disrupted the British boxing oh, yeah. scene. You, yeah, you must yeah, agree with that. Yeah, I believe that I did that. Yeah, 100%. But you know what's also done is it's inspired a lot of other women to yeah. come out and just be, just try harder, work harder because it's like when you've got people coming and taking your jobs. Well, you better pick it up and work harder. Yeah. Maybe take a leaf out of my book. I'm here. I help everyone. I don't know if you know you follow my socials, but all I do, I support women's boxing. I support all the women. I'm sponsoring two of my friends and they're on, you know, in the um, small hall shows. Like I'm sponsoring them because I know what it was like when I was starting out, how expensive it was. So, you know, I'm just trying to help give back to the community, give back to boxing, you know, because I have the means and I can do it, you know, and I'll use my platform. I'm the most followed female boxer in the world on every single platform you know more than all of them and i use my platform to promote other women you don't see the others doing that you know but i do it because i i, I think well i've got this platform and i can give back so why not you know because i want women's boxing to be seen i want all these girls to be seen and i'm not selfish where i'm like i oh, know the light's all just for me the more we shine and the the more we support each other the bigger it's all going to get our commercial value is all going to go up do you know what i mean mine too so i think it's um as much as i come in disrupted i think i've helped the sport obviously and i know like michaela may even mentioned she did a tweet the other day saying that um you know um i bring a lot of all the girls together i got them all talking because before it was just like so competitive but we can't we're so small and unfortunately it's not like men's boxing now it's a little bit better we are representing ourselves a little bit for the last couple of years when we go in and fight we're not just representing Ebony Bridges or Savannah Marshall. We're representing women's boxing. So if we put on a shit fight, it's like, oh, women's boxing shit. Not like, oh, that girl's shit. It's like women's boxing shit. 
Do you know what I mean? So there's mm. a lot of pressure that we have to always have good fights because we're going to get judged as a whole each time we're going in a fight. So we're, like I said, yeah, like men's boxing, Broner has a shit fight or whatever. It's like, oh, Broner's so shit. Like, it's not like my men's boxing shit. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But women, if a women's boxing has a shitty fight or it's lopsided, yeah, the whole, the whole sport's block. shit. Mm. Oh, look, look how shit. That's why we don't watch women's boxing because of shit fights like that. But no, that's just that boxer. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But unfortunately, we all represent each other. So then if we can support each other and come together and, you know, encourage each other and push each other and unify as a, as a who we are, then um, I think it's just better for the sport. And I said, I you know, put out a tweet, we are women's boxing. Fuck this, like, a, it's, it's boxing, we're all just boxing. No, I'm proud that it's women's boxing. Women's boxing is killing it. So I'm proud that it's called women's boxing. We're not boxing. It's not. We're not the same as the men. So let's embrace the women's boxing and women's sport is great. Yeah, we all fight the same, like as in it's the same sport, but I think that we are different because we are women. You know, and I think there should be nothing wrong with saying that. And then, yeah, you started taking care of, you sponsoring. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so Steve, Steve, yeah. Stevie well. Levy, yeah. yeah, and Nicola Hopewell, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Nicola Hopewell. Um, yeah, just helping them out, you know, um, because oh, I, I can. And I, for me, it's like they're my good friends and I want to be not be part of the journey. I'm happy. To, I want to see them be successful like anyone that's in my circle. Anyone, I just love to see people be successful and help wherever I can. I'm a natural teacher, you know. I was obviously a taught, you know, because I just want people to, to have that mindset that they can do and be and whatever, you know. So, um, if I can help out a little bit there, then I will. And maybe, you know, when they're world champions, they go, you know, Ebony, thank you. You helped me that little bit, you know. So, just anything to take stress off. I know what it's like to be on these small hall shows. Like I said, my first few fights cost me four and a half grand. Do you know what I mean? Lucky I had sponsors that did help me out a little bit, but I didn't get paid. I didn't make no, no money in my first few fights. Mm. Do you think that could be part of your future? You know, you like to look past and have the bigger picture. Yeah, definitely. You know, um, be involved in boxing. Oh, 100%. I would love to manage, um, manage fighters. And I think that's, you know, I mean, sponsoring, sure, I might do some little bit at the moment. It's just like I'm not like. Do you manage yourself at the moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have you got any any tips for us in terms of negotiating? Mm. We might need to renegotiate our yeah, contract please. soon. Yeah, give us some. Um, you know what? Just you know what? You just gotta stand your ground, eh? Like don't don't you gotta know your worth. I think I'm in a very good position at the moment, thankfully, where I have, you know, fuck you money. So it's it's you know, I'm blessed that um that I can be like that because I know my worth. How much do you think your value is with your presence like on the social medias and just, just your name out there compared to like the boxing side of things as well. She still only had like a handful of fights. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But when you go in, when you go into it, like 10, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. 11, 11. Yeah. I don't know. 10 and 1. Is I it think. 10 and 1? Yeah, 10 and 1. Someone tell me. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Um, it's a good question. So, how much do you feel like you're a commodity? Or a boxer, because we said it with men's boxing for years that you have to be both. It is You've both. got no yeah, chance, definitely. no definitely. chance without it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I th it comes hand in hand. I think if you want to be successful, I think that obviously having not just social media presence, I'm in mainstream. I would read you a message from the Daily Star. Listen to this. Do you mind yeah, go read Daily this Star. Oh yeah. Listen yeah. to this, right? Thank you for embracing our content as much as you do. It's amazing for us. I know we'll probably cross the line, get close to crossing the line and probably have on occasions. But you have no idea just how valuable your stories are to, uh, for our site. Last year, the only only topics that drove more traffic to our website was the World Cup and Manchester United. Do you the topic of most, almost twice as much as traffic for us than Arsenal FC. So that's, that's mainstream. Mm. That's mainstream. That's not boxing. That's I'm, I'm more than football. And when you become a household name like that, your, your value goes up because people want to tune in. Hardest thing is, is with DAZN, it's an app for my, uh, combat sports athletes, isn't it? I mean, c combat sports fans. If you're not a combat sports fan, it's a little bit, I think, hard, a bit, little bit restrictive. 
the good thing is is that you can be seen all around the world on the app. Yeah, I mean, I just keep working my brand and cross-promoting because I think that's really important. And I get endorsements from outside of boxing because still women's boxing isn't great. It's not like men's. You know, we're still not making that much money, like as much money. But, yeah, that just shows like, you know, if, if that's a that's a paper telling me that I'm I'm more valuable to them than this. Um, plus football dads, you know, little girls who are like, oh, wow, there's a girl. She's like really feminine, like a little princess, and she's fighting. I want to be like Ebony Bridges. Do you know what I mean? Like I remember when I was younger, you got the wrestlers, and they've got the beautiful blonde hair and like the boobies and stuff, and you're like, wow, she's so pretty. Like I want to be like a wrestler, you know, and like that's when you're a little girl, you want to look up to girls that late girls that look like you know feminine. I think, anyways, that's just me. But you know, and then you might get other industries that are coming in. You know, obviously with my OnlyFans now, I'm getting all the industries, the modeling, and like the all that. That is more. It's just more cross promotion, you know. And I don't care where they come from if they're porn, if it's porn or whatever. As long as they're watching, as long as they're watching and they're tuning in, they're fans with me. That's money for me and post boxing money because I can't box forever. You know, like now I've got a busted hand. If I, if I wasn't who I was, I would have to, what would I do for the next eight months? Like if I didn't have a brand or anything, I'd just be sat in the sideline, like not being able to make money. Okay, so Deck, we're going to leave it there. Yeah, part one done, dusted. That is part one, dusted. We're, we're going to go on to part two. Yeah, but you know what's in there as well? What's in there? I reckon probably, all things considered, the best feature we've ever done. The best feature. What's not to like. Exactly. So part two's got that in it. Let's go. And lots more to come. Hello friends, George and Deck here. Hello. Quick one from us. There's a new podcast from Crowd Sports that we're really excited about and want to share with you all. Yes, it's called Captains and it's presented by former Wales and British Lions captain Sam Warburton. Sam will be speaking to elite captains and leaders from a whole range of sports. I wonder if we'll have a boxer on. Actually, that's a good point. Is there any role in boxing, George, that resembles a captain or anything like that? Does anyone spring to mind? I'm thinking your old gaffer, Shane McGuigan. That's a trainer, isn't it? That's yeah. a trainer option. Fighter. Well, you've got Dillian White and you've got Anthony Joshua, who are both fighters, but both have an array of fighters underneath their professional yeah. banner. So are they a captain? Yeah. Anthony Joshua is either captain of British boxing. He seems like it at one point. Maybe not so much anymore. Anyway, getting off topic. Captain shares the stories, insights and experiences of world-class sports people and explores how they succeeded and the obstacles they overcame. So whether you're looking for motivation or life's lessons or you just love a good story, this is the podcast for you. We'll play you the trailer now and to find the full podcast, you can hit the link in the episode description or search for Captains with Sam Warburton in your favourite podcast app right about now. You should do it. It is really good. It's a banger. I'm Sam Warburton and this is Captains, a new podcast that gives you the inside story on how the most successful teams come together, grow and ultimately win. I know I'm not the best golfer ever played the game. I know I'm not the best captain that ever captains, but I do feel like I moved it to a new level. Each episode, I speak to the biggest names in sport as we compare notes and share stories about what it's really like to wear the armband at the highest level. I was dead behind the eyes. I never thought I'd play for England again, let alone captain them again. And that for me was darkest I ever got. We'll hear about the good times, just before I lifted the trophy, I closed my eyes and then lift it and sometimes I do reflect and I think, did it really happen? <laughs> and the bad. One of the only times I've ever broken down, just cried in, in the interview. Armband on, headphones in. Listen to Captains with me, Sam Warburton, on your favourite podcast app. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.